0: Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast pottering around the nocturnal of Mangum Reeds. We are three muggles who walk past magic pubs without noticing. My name is Sarah and I am joined by BJ and Spencer. How y'all doing?
1: Doing pretty well. Doing well. I'm surprised you don't go Can- into the magic pubs. That just seems like something that <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're We're not muggles. meant for me. I don't know. <laughs>
2: We're condemned to be vaguely aware that that place is there, but never would want to go in it.
1: Needs more. You need to drink more whiskey, and then you'll just sort of stumble in it, and it'll be fun.
0: <laughs> I think that's why they have the memory charms. Or wait, that is the whiskey.
1: <laughs> mm. Perfect. So this week, um, we read Diagonally.
0: <laughs> that will take you to the wrong place, BJ. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah. That would be problematic.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it just might be. Um, you might end up with a whole bunch of sort of ash on your cloak and not know where you are.
2: All right, this is again saying something about me. Just got that Diagon Alley, when slurred, means Like, Gotcha, now I'm with you. Okay. It's like, did I read the wrong chapter? Oh, nope, now no, I get oh, it. Oh,
0: wait, there it is. Yep.
2: <laughs> See it now kept walking past kept walking past it for years.
1: <laughs> it was uh just kitty corner to where you thought you were.
0: Yep. Um so this week we are doing Di- Diagon Alley um to follow up on last week's chapter, um The Keeper of the Keys. So, um the this chapter has like weirdly a lot happening with it uh-huh. um and a lot that goes on and it's a little bit longer than other chapters so um bj keeper of time can i have an extra 30 seconds for my summary you can so have that I'm not slurring all of it
1: you know you can have plenty of time i'm not gonna you know play any jeopardy music <laughs> or anything like that you can use a couple time turners if
2: that makes your life even easier
0: uh, yeah well that would be great um
2: this is distinctly the longest chapter yet, so if you're, if you're only going with 30 extra seconds, I am going to be impressed if you're able to pull this off. Listen,
0: I practiced, and I could do it in two minutes, but Terry told me that he couldn't understand what I was saying, so...
2: <laughs> Space it out.
1: We're not going with uh, penzance Penzance patter, so you can okay. you know, t- take breaths
2: and, and do all the things that, that you need to do.
0: All right. If I also to struct- If you
2: want to do the structure, if you want to do the structure of Modern Major in General, I'll be even more impressed. <laughs> Maybe but next we'll see week. what you can pull. Maybe off.
0: next week, Spencer. <laughs> um, okay, so we start um, this chapter just as a little bit of a um, uh, where we were last chapter. Um, Hagrid had just come in and dropped all sorts of sorts of knowledge um, on Harry. And so at the beginning of this chapter, Harry wakes up to a tapping on the window, sort of terrified that it's all been a dream. Hagrid and Harry take off for the big city for back-to-school shopping after a brief and very Midwestern discussion about how Harry is going to pay for really anything. (laughs) Hagrid gives the boat a little extra help getting back, and we have various discussions about wizard banks, the Ministry of Magic, and dragons, uh, which Hagrid would really like one of those, by the way, all sparked by a headline about a break-in on the front page of the newspaper that the owl delivered at the beginning of the chapter. When they get to London, they make their way to the Leaky Cauldron, which seems to be visible only to them. And in the pub, they meet a great number of people who seem to know Harry, including one of his new teachers, Professor Quirrell. In the alley out back, Hagrid taps a brick two up and three across to reform the wall into an archway into Diagon Alley. They make their way through cauldrons and owls and broomsticks to Gringotts Wizard Bank, where a very surly goblin uh, named Griphook takes them through a series of perilous caves and mineshafts, first to Harry's vault, it turns out that his parents did leave him some money, and then to Vault 713, where Hagrid removes a mysterious package to deliver to Dumbledore. Pockets full, they make their way back to the street so Harry can buy his uniform from Madame Malkin, where he meets a very unpleasant fellow student and first hears about Quidditch and Hogwarts houses. Harry and Hagrid hit up several other shops. Hagrid buys Harry an Owl for a birthday present before heading to Ollivander's wand shop. Ollivander, who is a bit unsettling, makes Harry try a bunch of wands, then has the realization that just perhaps Harry should try the wand that's made from a feather from the same phoenix that gave the feather for Voldemort's wand. Lo and behold, it works. Hagrid takes Harry back through the leaky cauldron. Uh, They get cheeseburgers and they head to the train station to head home to the Dursleys to wait for Hogwarts.
2: God damn, that was (laughs)
0: fast. I did take out a couple of lines when I realized that I was going to have to hurry through all of it, so um, I hope that made sense. Very efficient
2: summary. (laughs) I am back on the same page of what I read about two hours ago.
1: I would say you don't mince words, but to an extent.
0: <laughs> so where do we huh? want to go from here?
1: Um well, I feel like I um, jumped the gun on on the uh sad or uh perfect pun of the chapter which is diagonally and diagonally. Mm-hmm. Um but, but yes, as, as it were, it does take a little bit of slurring to get there. Um, I did notice that we still have um, a couple of decent alliteration. Gringotts run by goblins, um, mm-hmm. the Ministry of Magic, which we get our uh, little, little bit of uh, a teasing about uh, muggle money, you know, the wit- H- Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um also another name, Batilda Bagshot. Um, mm-hmm. which again, a- as I had postulated before, that the alliteration might be a um a muggle misnomer, but but it does seem to just sort of play a role in some time something that uh J.K. Rowling just sort of likes to toss in um every so often.
0: Yeah, I think it it lends to a sort of like um it did like an air of we're not in the normal world yeah. right
1: Daedalus Diggle um, you know sort of fun way yeah it probably makes it a little yep. bit more fun to read um and I can yeah. see this being a, a book that parents would have read to ch- or probably still do read to children
0: yeah I think so uh, um Vindictus Viridian. Actually, there are a
1: couple of fun ones
0: oh where is that one
1: uh i have no idea what page it's on but
0: <laughs> okay. um it's in it's in, in under what circumstances one of the lists up. of books
1: um it's the um Hagridomus had to drag harry away from curses and counter curses bewitch oh, your friends and it. befuddle hey, your yeah. enemies with the latest revenges hair loss jelly legs tongue tying and much much more by professor professor vindictus viridian
2: I do, I do enjoy that the, prof- the professor for curses is named Vindictus.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, that's, I thought...
2: Proves true for a lot of these. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. I thought, um, BJ, when you were bringing up uh, Bathilda Bagshot in the list of books that Harry gets that he has to buy, you might also go to the sort of other um, names that have, have some sort of, <laughs> you know, yeah. a common cause with the type of subject they're writing about.
2: I got that written down in my segment. It's just, a, it's, I do enjoy how tongue in cheek J.K. Rowling is with respect to some of these names. Of where, you know, the professor for magical theory is Adalbert Waffling. <laughs> the A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration is Emmerich Switch. 1000 Magical Herbs and Fungi by Phyllida Spore. Magical Draughts and Potions by Arsenius Jigger, which is a British term for a, a, gla, a glass of alcohol, among like 500 other things. It's their universal word. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts is by Newt Scamander and Dark Forces, A Guide to Self-Protection is by Quentin Trimble. So, yeah, cl- I, I almost wonder whether these people change their names to be more appropriate for the books or whether their <laughs> last name just kind of set them in a particular topic direction for the rest of their lives.
0: It's a dragon and egg situation, Spencer.
2: <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs>
0: um, so, Spencer, what about, what about you? What have you brought to the table?
2: Well, I mean, the, my love my of love her use of names was one thing. Uh, let's see, what else? I'm getting more and more evidence that when people have referred to me as i hu- I'm sorry, this is newbie's Notes. Yes, thank you, give us that that. <laughs> that, that. that a newbie's exploration of the text has brought to mind from being part of the Harry Potter cultural world that consumed our own, but not actually knowing the details of it. So first, I do love J.K. Rowling's sense of humor and kind of playfulness with respect to names in this world. It clearly is meant to appeal to the adult that's reading it to their child as they're going through it in terms of how this works preparing them for Discworld. (laughs) sure there is a definite profound tradition of british humor that continues through this book uh another thing that came to mind that i'm going to have to start pondering for years i've been referred to as oh spencer you're such a hufflepuff in this chapter i start to get evidence that maybe that wasn't intended as a compliment (laughs) or endearing term
0: I think it is Spencer. It turns out in the end that it's
2: I'm not seeing it yet. I got two <laughs> separate people that are saying that one I th- we get to meet um i'm we get to meet a little stuck up prick of a student who's coming from a position of privilege that immediately ruffles Harry's feathers as to the kind of people he's coming starting to start hobnobbing with. Don't know who that is, but I'm guessing we're going to meet him meet him once more I would say but he. But he immediately just, you know, starts referring to houses and says, oh, well, I've got to be Slytherin. It's my family tradition. Imagine if I was a Hufflepuff. I just want to leave the school. <laughs> and then we get Hagrid later, who just says, eh, Hufflepuff are a lot of duffers, but, and then doesn't get to finish the sentence. So we're just left with the word duffers, which I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm guessing it's not good. So, it's not bad. Yeah.
0: It's fine.
2: <laughs> okay. If I press duffers here in my Kindle right now, is it going to tell me what the word duffers means? I have no idea. Let's find out. <laughs> Duffers, Duffers. An incompetent or stupid person. Sorry, guys, you tried.
0: (laughs) Well, I will say that two chapters from now, um, chapter seven, The Sorting Hat, I'm going to insist that we all take um, our Pottermore house sorting quiz. Um, So we will get confirmation or denial on any of (laughs) them. Spencer. I'm
2: totally down. Uh, Last thing, uh, I would love to just pick Ollivander's brain. That that's... Wand maker just sounds like a fascinating and somewhat uncomfortable person to spend an evening with to just discuss the realm of his knowledge, because anybody who's apparently aware of every single wand he's ever made and every single wizard he's ever given it to has an historical and cultural background that needs to be written down.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is a like a real archive in and of himself.
2: Yeah, and. To the point that, I I mean, his reaction to giving Harry the wand, the the brother to the one that so scarred him, the one wielded by he who should not be named, it's impish. It's clearly he knows that, oh, this might unsettle the world, this will be fascinating to see. There's a level of, I don't necessarily say it's amorality, but just distance from the concerns of everyone other than his particular specialty in the world. But it strikes me as an interesting character. He's
0: also a person that seems to be sort of... Like, ageless in the world, too, right? He could be 147 years old. Um,
2: uh, he could be. The shop says it was originally building wands in 328 BC. Sure, was that? I'm not <laughs> willing to put it past him that he was there. Was that
0: his family or was that him? Little of column A, little of column B. Yep.
2: hmm Okay. Well, that's what I got for newbie's Notes. I guess I had Sarah, you
1: wanna ra- a couple of other mm-hmm. things that I noticed, like, seem to be a yeah. thing regularly, which is... There is no understanding that Harry has no knowledge of the wizarding world, and, like, no one seems to get that, and that's, like, a recurring theme. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to particularly be Harry in specific, it just sort of seems like, oh, well, if you're at all associated with wizards, you know about all of the things, like quidditch teams and the different houses etc etc it
2: it, it seems like harry's particular uh, home environment was known really only to dumbledore and a select few and that everyone else has just kind of had a big question mark where he's been the last 10 years
1: yeah i mean i get but like when he's presented as i know nothing about wizards or the wizarding world they're like yes but what's your favorite quidditch team and it's like (laughs) uh
2: okay there's there's some there's some things that are just so naturally part of our background so naturally just an aspect of our world that we can't immediately process that people wouldn't know them just because to us they're as simple and common as breathing i guess quidditch apparently falls into the same category
0: well but i will say at the same time like there are a fair number of Kind of m- newly formed witches and wizards who come from Muggle families that come to mm-hmm. Hogwarts, and so the idea that you would be interacting with somebody who does not have any knowledge of the Wizarding world is not like out of out of bounds. And the idea that you would be teaching them about the the Wizarding world, we don't really get much much of that in the books, but it's mm-hmm. it is a little weird. To your point, B J, that like nobody seems able to switch gears with Harry. Um, yeah. Whereas clearly they have to be with other people at some point.
2: Yeah. It does raise a practical, interesting question. Harry had a guide to all this, of where Hagrid showed up to walk him through it. Mm-hmm. For those who are literally born in strictly Muggle families, do they is are they sent a primer with their letters? You know, some degree of further explanation? or Are they just expected to kind of just find their own pet pa- their own path?
0: It's, I mean, it's unclear. We get a couple of moments in the second book, in the kind of beginning of the second book, where there is kind of a new student who came from a muggle family who is just ecstatic and overwhelmed and effervescent in the whole situation. <laughs> but we don't get any in-depth sort of consideration of like, <laughs> but really, what is your day-to-day life like right now? Because this has got to be a little weird.
2: So... It's not we like do Harry that, like, could have found the alley. Yeah,
1: so we do know that they like would get a letter that had some amount of information. Yes. And that, because presumably his uh, aunt and uncle received this information and they were supposed to pass it on to Harry, whether or not they actually read that letter or whatever it was mm-hmm. remains to be seen. But I guess it's kind of like one of those things where it's like hey this exists and you know don't talk about it which also seems like a really weird thing to be like you have to accept this and never talk about it and we trust you with that but putting that aside it's just like there seems to be some amount of um, information that is put out there i sort of feel like it's going to uh an international school or something along those lines mm-hmm. in a foreign country and then as a you know like u.s diplomats child or something along those lines and then
0: yeah. you know just
1: moving there and everybody being like wait you you don't speak portuguese that makes no sense <laughs> and yeah. it's just like what everybody here knows that like everybody's from all over the place and and so anyway um
0: And I wonder, well, I mean, we do get in the in the next chapter, we meet Hermione, who is also from Muggle parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And she got her letter and clearly like in it turns out that kind of in her fashion, she has gone and bought all of the books and learned all of the things kind of before getting Anywhere, And that's just her personality, but obviously not everyone's going to do that. So you could see certainly a situation, like, absolutely, there have to be some sort of instructions that come in these letters to students who are not from wizarding families, um, because they have to know how to get into Diagon Alley to get their books and all of their supplies. And And like... Rich families? Go ahead, yeah. Yeah. I guess,
1: I feel like that's another thing that, well, I'll come back to it when we um, have our Ask Sarah questions, but the, like... How does a muggle go to Diagon Alley and purchase things in what seems to be the, you know, standard adventuring kit of bits of gold, silver, and bronze, um, or whatever it is, you know, do
2: they just magically there's get a... like... I have to believe there's almost like a student aid program that goes on with restricted. To children coming from muggle families like They get a special degree of guidance And funding to support them Because there's otherwise no way they could enter this world
0: So I'm sure that they get guidance And advice um, But there is a currency exchange station In Diagon Alley Ah, Oh, yeah, right mm-hmm. we, I don't remember when we get that It is several books from now But the Grangers I think it's in the third book, actually The Granger parents have to go exchange money Interesting.
2: These are Mm -hmm. these are gold, silver, and copper coins. I'm guessing this is a pretty impressive investment that goes into the gear they need to go to this school.
0: Or the exchange rate is
2: super weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's possible
0: too. Um, And we do see um, a couple of like not super well-off families dealing with it as well.
2: Gotcha. Well, Sarah, in a chapter that has practically no muggles what are you going to go with in terms of your mugglest moment
0: oh so i am I did, last week i did not do any muggles and this week i am not doing any muggles either um the world building of diagon alley is one of my favorite things um that happens in this first book it just makes me so happy going through the street and the shops and kind of the the moments of what is happening there um and so we get the names of a couple of the shops on the streets and then we get the names of a couple of shops later as we go through the series um, but I have d- done my research and gone to the Harry Potter wiki and um, looked up all of the no- names of known shops on Diagon Alley and so I would like to read this list to you and have you all decide which shop you are running um, if you mm-hmm. are living and working on Diagon Alley
2: Clearly okay. based on the name or what they're selling or just however you want to do
0: it. It's pretty clear what they're selling. I mean, I can clarify if you need, but like they're they're pretty descriptive. Okay. All right. So we have a we start with and these are in alphabetical order, and so we start with a couple of like just pure descriptive ones, and so we have secondhand brooms, um, which is tellingly a shop that sells used broomsticks. Um, <laughs> got that
2: one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, figured it out. We
0: have amanensis quills.
2: Selling quills, gotcha.
0: We have the generic apothecary that is just called apothecary. We also have the generic broomstick shop called Broomsticks. We have Ilop's Owl Emporium. We have Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor. parlor, Flourish and Blotts, which is the main sort of bookshop in Diagon Alley. We have Gamble and Japes Wizarding Joke Shop. Gringotts Wizarding Bank. The Healer Shop, the Junk Shop, the Leaky Cauldron, Madame Malkin's Robes for All Occasions, Madame Primpernel's Beautifying Potions, Magical Menagerie, Obscurus Books, Olivander's Potages Cauldron Shop, Quality Quidditch Supplies, Rosalie Teabag Bag, Scribulous Writing Instruments, a generic second-hand bookshop, a generic second-hand robes. Slug and Jigger's Apothecary, Sugar Plum's Sweet Shop, Terror Tours, The Ministry Press, The Daily Prophet's Main Office, Twilfit and Tattings, and Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, Wiz Hard Books, Wiseacre's Wizarding Equipment, and that's our last one. How much territory does this alley cover? It's magic. That's a lot of shops. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a magical space in the middle of London. Fair point. So, do any of those strike your fancy?
2: Uh, I'm going with the uh, Obscuros Bookshop, or whatever the exact word for it was.
0: I think that you would run Obscuros Bookshop. Let me see if there's any. Obscurus, uh, Obscurus Books. Um, and it is also a wizarding book publisher. It's so. Yeah. Its range of titles include the popular Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs>
2: That was, that was a movie that came out recently, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And that book is also mentioned in this chapter, so there you go.
2: All right. I, I'm happily working there. I will spend most of my time just being fascinated reading through my own material. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: BJ, what about you? Um, I don't know.
1: I feel like I'm torn between the uh, some of the apothecary shops and uh, mm-hmm. selling funky wizard cocktails (laughs) Um, so
0: you're either at the leaky cauldron or
1: i I feel like i wouldn't be at the leaky cauldron that just doesn't seem right I, i i feel like i'm not like the the uh bartender that that talks to wizards more like the uh purveyor of fine and weird potions um
0: I think you want the speakeasy behind Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor. Yeah,
1: that that, that sounds more up my alley. Um, either that, well, I'm not sure what Gamble and Japes is, but that might also be a uh... oh, yeah, it's a so wizarding Gamble... joke shop. Mm.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, I think the speakeasy.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll I'll and... write it into the wiki for you.
2: <laughs> Appreciate it. And Sarah. You?
0: I want to work for the Daily Prophet.
1: I was going to say, I feel like the stationery shop or, or something Obvious. along those lines. Just yeah, seems...
0: something along those lines. Maybe, I mean, maybe Flourish and Blots, um, But the Daily Profit is equal parts good journalism and sort of sleazy tabloid. And I think I'm in on all of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, Under top list of shops that I want to visit but never, dear God, work at, uh, the Owl Emporium. Sounds like it'd be a delightful place to <laughs> tour, but... The things that owls regurgitate after they've eaten are horrifying.
0: <laughs> Not for your everyday.
1: Is there like a second-hand like familiar shop? Because I feel like that'd be the funniest.
0: <laughs> you've got to retrain the familiars to. Yeah, like the, go the along familiars that's like, well, didn't quite cut it. <laughs> didn't didn't take. <laughs> um, I do like the idea of doing terror tours, though. Uh, the travel agency for wizards and witches. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
2: that, that does bridge itself into one of my main questions I want to ask on our uh, various grilling of view of the aspects of this world.
0: Please, by all means.
2: Is there a full-on parallel magical realm? Because we get discussions here of, you know, black forests and vampires and hags, and the indication that it's not just like hidden alleys or something. There's a full-on, you know, environs out there of a magical world. Is that correct? Is there just, you know, a upside-down parallel world to ours everywhere? Or is it a set-defined space? Or put put parameters on this for me.
0: No, so actually, I mean, the the, the real implication here is that all of this is happening kind of... Sometimes more in the wilds, from where sort of Muggles are, but in the same in the same world, in the same universe. And really, the Ministry of Magic exists to make sure that Muggles don't find out about it um, or yeah, don't they, remember it. They really are the Men in Black, aren't they? And they really are. Like that's really, really what's going on. Um, and so, like when. Um, when they talk about kind of where the vampires or the hags or things like that are, they are very much where you would expect them to be from stories like Dracula or something like that, but that they really are existing in villages and in and among people. Um, and it is a full-time job for like hundreds of witches and wizards to stop that, no- in just the United Kingdom, to stop that knowledge from getting out. That is
2: I can only imagine what the budget of the Ministry of Magic, Pro- Magic probably is.
0: Well, they have that funky exchange rate, so... Bad
2: <laughs> point. <PowerPoint. laughs> B.J., you got any questions while I'm flipping the heads? Um,
1: I, I will have more questions on our uh, next episode, uh, since I did read uh, another chapter anticipating that we'd do more than yeah. one. But I did have sort of a... Um, Sarah, I want to make you uh, address this more than a question about the world, which is... <laughs> okay. So... As far as I can tell, somebody just handed Harry Potter a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. took him back to school shopping from Mm -hmm. an abusive... Like, took him out of the abusive house that he lives in, gave him a bunch of money, took him back to school shopping with a bunch of new stuff, and then it was just like, here's your ticket to get to school. I'll see you in a month.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. That
1: that is the plot, yes. Um. Why? It's not
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a good question. I don't know. Uh and this is actually like one of the things one of the things that I think how they handled it in the first movie makes more sense than the sort of weird month that is left in the books. Um because in in the movie They go to... Hagrid and Harry go to Diagon Alley. They do all of their shopping. And when Hagrid takes him to... I think I'm right about this. When Hagrid takes him to the train station, he is just from where Hagrid drops him off and presumably sort of magics himself back to to Hogwarts, Mm -hmm. supposed to figure out how to get to the train that is going to take him to Hogwarts sort of immediately yeah um, and like that makes more sense, although the timeline doesn't really make sense in that case, but the process makes more sense right um because why yeah. would you send this child back to this abusive family with all of this magical stuff that this family clearly can't stand right. um also, I feel room. like
1: if you have a slightly different child than Harry Potter, you mm-hmm. get a bunch of magic that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> with a very unhappy child that goes, nope, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Um, Or or just, you know, I could also see Hermione just, like, going back to her muggle family and for a month just, like, conjuring up weird stuff in her bedroom and having no idea, like, what to do about that. I mean, maybe not Hermione because she's going to follow rules more than Spencer (laughs) does, but, like...
0: So that is a is a fair point, um, but what we learn in the beginnings of the second book mm-hmm. is that one of the functions of the Ministry of Magic is to keep a wrap on underage wizards and witches doing shit they're not supposed to um so like there are essentially like tracers on all of these witches and wizards once they kind of get into the system. I guess I don't really know how it works. The logistics <laughs> of this are very sketchy they're black. um. <laughs> but they're bugged and the ministry of magic Mm. knows if you are doing unauthorized magic in your house now if you come from a wizarding family or live in a particularly like magical area it's difficult for them to figure out if that's your family or you or whatever but like harry is living with very much muggles in a very much muggle part of the world and so they know if he is doing magic that he is not supposed to be doing um outside of Hogwarts. hogwarts and they can send sternly worded letters very quickly
2: well, one point for Harry about you know the odd structure of him you know being exposed to the magic world, getting everything, being sent back for a month seems to be driven by in his situation that you have to send advance notice that you're accepting the invitation to join Hogwarts. Yeah. It, that the letter said you had to give him like thirty days notice or something before you do it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of took Hagrid showing up at the last moment to advise him. You got to, Here's your letter. You got to send it back off. And then it's like, okay, now that I'm here, I'll lead you through this stuff. Because I had to get you the letters that you got, so you got into the term on time. Mm-hmm. So I, it seems like that that's, that's the reason it's set up for the odd structure of sending him back to the home now that he's been exposed to the magical world. And I have to believe that most of the kids don't go through it quite that way. It's just that Hagrid was in town to help. But can't know, just assuming.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably seems like a, I mean, most, yeah. Good theory. Go ahead, BJ. Yeah. I think, you know, the vast majority of students coming into Hogwarts have parents who can lead them through the process and take them shopping and do the whole thing. Um, or there is a reasonable expe- expectation that they don't know anything about anything and have been given mm-hmm. kind of been given explicit instructions about how to go about it.
1: So if mm-hmm. one of you received a really weird letter of your child has been accepted to a private school, uh, please respond in the next 30 days and then send them off in a place that you won't be able to contact them
2: for the entire semester. Oh, that one's going in the bin. <laughs> Sorry. I'm that, that not, not even sure I'm opening that one.
0: Okay. Listen, if it shows up by owl...
2: If it shows up by owl, I'm checking my coffee because somebody <laughs> slipped me something.
1: So all I need to do is send you... A piece of mail by Owl and I can abscond with your child. Good to know.
2: <laughs> B- BJ, I'm in a situation of where I thought you forged oh a,
1: God. Um... Spencer, do you have the weirdest relationship <laughs> with reality of any of our friends? And we know this. Which is fascinating to me because you're sort of like the only person that has the like the most real world job except for our friends in the military.
2: <laughs> i didn't think it was that unusual that the various you know gift invites or you've you've got a re- restaurant reservation they're coming my way i thought you were in some way you know forging or faking but it kind of establishes the baseline level of distrust i have for strange mail that shows up fair enough but, i appreciate that, that right, no partner. In <laughs> indeed indeed uh for next week, I believe we are moving on to the journey from platform
0: nine and three quarters. Nine and three so quarters. So Spencer,
2: yes. how would you uh, reduce that fraction? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: okay, well, advanced math. Yeah, pottering around <laughs> <Exactly>. next week. <laughs> well
1: as usual, thank you for joining us. Um you can find all of our contact and content on com that includes a ever-changing list of things um as we decide to do more more and more odd things with our time (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. perfect um and we will see you next week for our very next chapter of harry potter
2: looking forward to it
0: all right bye y'all